With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings, you've landed at the VUC, IP Communications and VoIP Community. We would like to thank Simwood.com for their support. Simwood can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our hosted PBX is from OnSIP.com, and you can go to GetOnSIP.com for a URL people can click to call you. We've been privileged over the last five years to be using the best conference bridge on the planet. Yes, I'm talking about ZipDX.com, full-color, full-featured, full-HD conference bridge. Our website, VUC.me on the web, is hosted by Bluehost.com. And our worldwide local rate dial-ins are from Voxbone.com. Okay, and uh, Michael is going to us now some of the events coming up, starting with ClueCon, August 3rd to 6th, 2015. That's in Chicago, in Chicago, and we all know why. Uh, and uh, Ken, thank you for that report. He sees the broadcast on YouTube. So go to ClueCon. That's the first one. The second one is Ask. Of course, AstroCon has the lovely Allison Smith as well as many of our friends. Most of the core members of the VUC are actually going to both. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, it's October 13th to 15th. I usually go to Astrocon, but I'm not able to go this year. Uh, and I've never been to ClueCon, so maybe I can go next year. Now, I, I just want to invite you all very quickly to join our group on kiva.org. We have now, actually this graphic is not updated. I just made three loans, so it's 1,011 loans. Uh, our group is at VUC slash Kiva. Join us. I would like to see us get to 50 members. We're at about 47 now, so join us and uh, make the world a better place. That's all I can say. Our guest today, and let me try to get the camera that actually shows me, so you can see that I'm a live human being, and that's Michael, okay, that's me. Uh, our guest today needs no intro, but I'm going to give him, at least one of our guests, uh, but I'm going to give him a little plug to go to BlogGeekB to check that out. And we are going to be talking about, and here's another URL, testrtc.com, H-E-T-P-S. Dot, no, HTTPS colon slash slash testrtc.com. Anyway, that's what we'll be talking about, and you might want to take a quick look at that. Sagi, I, it's a pleasure to have you. You have been here before, and uh, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. Good to see you, and I'm sorry that you're not available, but uh, she'll be our next guest next week, okay? <laughs> we should, I shooed her out for now. Okay. She should shoot her out. All right. Well, session to our test session. And uh, we also have Amit. Amit, if you unmute and say hello, if you'd like to. And he's going to be testing. Yeah, hi, everybody. Welcome. Your first time, so welcome. Yeah. Uh, again... Our topic is test RTC, and Sagi, you're going to tell us all about it. So why don't you start right now? Okay. Um, 
it started, I guess, uh, well, TestRTC does one thing, and that's uh, provides testing and monitoring for any WebRTC-based type of a service. So that's essentially what we're doing now. We started this, I guess, about almost half ago. I had a friend who told me, well, you know, we need a, an idea, we need to do a startup with it, build something, and, well, the end of me saying, well, you know what, let's do something around testing. So TestRTC came to be. We tried to get a group together and beat, and Amit was one of the first people we met, and that's how we started it. And the, uh, and the audience, as his microphone was unmuted, let, let's talk about the audience for this. Who, who is the target for TestRTC? I mean, obviously, this is people who are doing the apps, but um, let's try to get specific on this. Who are we talking to here as far as people who might want to log in and get an account for this? So at the moment, what we're doing is, well, I'm, we provide the testing and monitoring solution for things that are based on WebRTC. So what happens today, build a service, you build a service with WebRTC, and then what, what's next is you need to test it somehow. So you observe, you check that it's working, and everything's fine. But the next thing that happens, you understand that it doesn't really work. It doesn't work because in the office, seeing if you have 10 people in a session, it works. If you start scaling it up, it stops working and breaks. So the next thing is to search for something to, to be able to actually do the QA properly before you launch and release things. And that's where we come in. What we offer is the ability to do these kinds of tests at scale in an automated fashion. And if you look today, the other solutions on the market, well, there aren't any. No, it's way too new. But yes. um, obviously, we're going to get into what exactly you're testing when we either do a demo or see some screens. But my question is, there are flavors of RTC, of real-time communications, and WebRTC, you know, this, the most visible branch, I guess, you tell me if you're not, I'm wrong, but to me, the most visible of video calling. Uh, it, it, first of all, is that true, or am I crazy? Um, the mo now, I'm not saying the best or the most clever, but the no. thing we see, it seems to be video conference. Well, if you need visible, it needs to be video. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, most of the uses today will be around uh, video calling. Uh, you have a lot of voice as well. Right. So, for example, if you take contact centers, a lot of things that happen today actually happen in the back end within the contact center. People would dial in regularly, but they end up talking to an agent that sits in front of his browser and uses WebRTC to, act, to do the voice communication itself. Kind of an off-topic from TestRTC, but a comment, a question on this. The difference you see, because you're an expert in this kind of thing, the difference you see between any other older click-to-call or SIP client type things and WebRTC. Obviously, the first thing people are going to say is you don't have to download a play, which is not always true. But, I mean, what is this really a huge, is WebRTC really a huge advance on that level, in your opinion? In technically, and in terms of the media, no, that's the same. Right. So, I mean, in, in other words, the result is always going to be the same. And people are... Well, there are huge differences, though. Right. Sorry for cutting you. That's, no, no. you know, me being an Israeli. So, you started by saying, well, this goes on as this is a browser. You need to download, but, well, you do. The practicality is that in most cases, you actually don't. 
With okay, Chrome, none of us here, I guess, in this angle installed anything. We're all using, I guess, Chrome browsers for that. In a lot of use cases, the majority of people will end up using Chrome anyway. Inside the code, you actually control what browser the agents are using, so you can decide, well, this is going to, to be Chrome all over. And in a contact center, the difference between you can just install a SIP, you know, a SIP application on every desktop versus let's open a browser is huge. Think about the next time the IT manager wants to upgrade the service. He needs to upgrade all of the VoIP clients in his company. That's good. Right. The, the, remember that we need to really worry mostly about the difference on the end user, not the, the Asian part. We don't the, the call center will equip itself however it has to do that. But what we care about are the potential millions of people who are going to be trying to call in. First, well, why, why have you decided that this is why, what we need to care about? Well, I, I, all, well because the customer's king, to, for lack of a better expression. Uh, you really care, need to care about who's calling in. And, and by the way, you, what you need to care about is whether they're even going to call in. Are they going to click that button? Um, you're, you're, again, focusing on WebRTC as a click-to-call button on a website. Well, I, okay. I'm actually talking about that particular technology, yeah. In other words, you mentioned call. So, so. that's, uh, it's an interesting use case. I guess that at the moment it's practically not, I wouldn't say useless, but it's not the best one that WebRTC has to offer. 2015, if I were working in the contact center, I would mostly focus on what happens inside the call center itself. And I would also look at something Clyde is doing. Alto Cloud is really interesting because, yes, it is a click-to-call button, but there is no button. Okay, if you come to my website and you want people that come to my website, but I know that it's you and you've got the money to pay, then I would try and solicit you for a call and not anyone else. I would actually put an F you before you even decide that you want to communicate. Okay, okay? I, I get that, and that, that is it's pertinent. It's definitely pertinent. By the way, Dan J wants to disagree with me, and he says, enabling a content, a content, can't read. Enable a contact center agent to be able to log in book or whatever is a big game changer. Yeah, I mean, I agree that, that this is brilliant. No, no, I, listen, I'm a big, big uh, cheerleader for WebRTC, but what I was saying is that we all get what the end result of all this is, and, and generally, are people going to click? And as you just said, if they don't have to click, so much the better. But the real important thing of all of this stuff is the end result. Anyway, I don't want to get off of test RTC, okay. which is why we're here, but I did want to, your presence to, to get you to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I'll, I'll let you lead the session so that you can, you know, if we're ready for the demo or the slot, whatever you want to show, we're for it. Or if you want to talk about it a little bit first, that's fine too. Well, let's start with a few words because... Uh... When we started and when we actually said, let's do something about testing, the idea around that was the fact that if you look at other VoIP protocols and how you test them, they don't match with WebRTC that well. You questioned what's the difference. Well, there is no difference if you look at the media. It's still RTP to some extent. It's still metrics that look like, uh, you know, jitter, latency, things that you're going, going to end up testing. But how exactly are you going to test that? If you build Something around VoIP in the early days, what you did was build a phone. I'm going to build a PBX. It was a product that you had to test. So what you needed to do is to simulate the other devices that are going to communicate with your product. And that product 
well, it communicated in either SIP, XMPP, H323. So everything was, let's say, known in advance. So a testing company say, well, this is SIP testing. This is how a call looks like in SIP. That's how a user agent is built. That's how a proxy is built. We're going to test that specific device. WebRTC is different because, first of all, you don't really build devices anymore. You're running a full service. So from day one, you need to test the full service, see if it's a small facet of the service. And the second thing is you can never know what the use case is going to look like. The signaling is going to be different. It can be SIP, it can be something else. Most of it is proprietary anyway. There are also a lot of logic that comes to play that has nothing to do with the communication itself. Other things like you need to press that button on the screen, you need to sign in to do something different. And you need to take these things into account. Uh, to do is to design and build a testing tool that doesn't care about the actual signaling that you are going to use and should, at least theoretically, any type of use case. So what I want to do now is to let Amit, uh, who just left the group chat, to show a demo. Uh, yes, that happens. All right. Okay, so... Well, here, one thing that we can do while we're waiting for him to come back... Hopefully he will. First of all, um, repeat that people could go to testrtc.com. Uh, I think there is a sign-up. I'm, yes. I'm sure there is. Um, and you could... Uh, well, is he back? Wait a minute. Is he back? Uh, no. No, no. So um, you could outline some of the steps to... Uh, if you did, for example, sign up and uh, want to get a login... There's obviously an approval process and so on. And what happens? What can you expect? Is there a uh, there? Mu there must be some kind of a desktop or a. Uh, I see he's okay. He's coming back. I'm not really stalling. My brain is not working well to say what I want to say, which is what is the intro to this whole process? In other words, how is this going to look if I clicked on that link? I could go to the screen share. So I'm just asking. Explain. At the moment, there is no, let's say, there, there is no self-service onboarding of okay. uh, users for the service. So that ends up being an email, and we will reach back to you. Of course. No, but that, 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 that would be expected to me. But yes. uh, what kinds of things would you be able from, okay, once we get this worked out, okay, we decide that we want to work together and that, you know, I'm interested in trying this service uh, what can I expect? Hopefully, if we get the demo, we can just move to that. But if not, so, you can talk about okay. it. Okay. So, yeah, Summit is back, but he, he will show that in a second. What we provide today is two types of the third one that is going to be introduced in a few months. The first one is testing. You can go define what you want to test and how, and then tests. You can scale them, and you can check the reports at the end of the test. You can test them continually. You can rerun them, whatever it is that you want to do. The second thing, once you've built this use case and this scenario, you can decide to use that as a monitor to your service. So if you have a production service and you need to make it online, what you do today is ping the servers, make sure that they are up. With our service, you can actually make sure that there is a video call happening or running and there is a response for that and that the quality is satisfactory from your point of view. So we provide this end-to-end -end testing capability and converter that will continuously run on your service. And if something fails or a threshold is reached, you will be, you, you'll get an email about that. 
which is extremely interesting because if you're running this service, okay, you set all this up, that's wonderful. You've got this great application that's running, your WebRTC, and you've got, you know, a potential clientele of people, really. And, you know, if suddenly the thing isn't working for any reason and you don't know about it, you are depending on someone deciding to complain that, hey, which may or may not happen. So this is actually almost more interesting. The, uh, the monitoring system is actually more interesting in a sense than the testing because the testing you can do is the monitoring, on the other hand, uh, no one's going to do that for you except yes. the users, and they may not report. You know, you can still monitor it using, you know, ping, whatever, but they won't, they won't look at the actual logic of what WebRTC is. They will stop at the fact that the machine is up and running, the process is there, the CPU is fine, things like that. Right. And you, there are those that need to know more than just that. No, that, that's, that's, no that's, that's definitely not enough. You can do that with any website, uh, but that doesn't mean that things are working. Yes. Uh, all right, so are we ready or do we need to talk more? <laughs> Which we can. Yeah, we are. I'm sorry. My okay. wife I crashed. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good. Okay, so I'll share my screen with you in a second. So far, he's gone to a fixed image for me. Uh, can you see my presentation? Not yet. Can, unless anyone else can, I'm not. There we go. Okay, you're live. Okay. Just a very, very short background about uh, what we will see in the demo about uh, our testing capabilities. So our testing capabilities are a few main things. One thing is the browsing flow. The idea of the browsing flow is that we can uh, uh, simulate any real user behavior. So from the point of view of the service, it looks like a, a regular user because we are using a real browser. So the commands that we usually do, a, a sample script can be to the service URL, enter the credential, click on the join button, for example, after the session will start, we can add a chat message or perform activity in the chat room or something like this. In addition to the browsing capabilities, we have, of course, the WebRTC capabilities and the WebRTC flow. The idea of the WebRTC flow is that our browser listens to the activity from the network, and when the page will be loaded with a command to see session, Actually, we will inject the WebRTC media instead of the real uh, machines, microphone, and camera. In addition, few things about our uh, solution. We're using a real browser. We support any signaling protocol you choose to use in your solution, because actually we are running in a regular browser. In addition, our solution can support and any network configuration you wish. For example, if you want to test your configuration for a firewall or something like this, uh, what we call the stand and turn services. A little bit about our validation and feedback capabilities. We added uh, some very interesting capabilities in order for you to validate your solution. For example, we can take a screenshot for the, from the page, uh, how the look and feel of the page from the eyes of the simulated users. Uh, we can validate the page content. So if I know that uh, one user uh, added the chat message, I can ensure that uh, the chat message uh, was received by all the parties in the session. And of course, the quality of service charts related for the audio and video session. Okay, this is uh, just the intro for the demonstration. Any questions before we are going to the demonstration? Do you have any questions? Okay. okay, so let's go to demonstration. Uh, this is our of the solution. I will get to a specific uh, test case. Okay, this is the test configuration page. Uh, I can uh, the, the general stuff like the test name, description, etc. I can define the number of concurrent users in the session. 
can be one and uh, whatever number you like because we are running. I can define the number of iterations or the duration of the test. It can be, for example, I want to perform low test for uh, 24 hours. Define the test script. The test script is uh, we use uh, a technology called Selenium for a uh, web uh, browsing testing. This is the script. It's uh, quite straight. Uh, for example, you can see that we are going to URL. This is the current URL of uh, our current session. I need to enter uh, my user credential going to Hangout session. I must be a Gmail user. So here, my credential, I click on sign in. Some more clicks that we need to, to accept, etc. And then we can actually start the session. If you see, we have some pause commands. The idea of the pause commands is to let the WebRTC say, in the middle, for example, I wish to take a screenshot in order to see how the page looks like from the eyes of the simulated user. Now I the audio and video media for the session. I choose the browser and the version of the browser. For example, you can use a combination. I want to test from the latest end, for the nightly build version, from the beta version, in order to ensure that the new browser that most of the users will use will still not harm my solution, remain good, etc. Okay, that's it. Now I just need to click on run. I click on run. This is the test dashboard. In the test dashboard, I can see that I have one manager and I have one running agent because I defined only one concurrent user in the test. Here I can see the general stuff, like number of concurrent user, test duration, start time, etc. And now let's go to our room and see if I can. Okay, as you can see, I have a new user. Okay. Can you hear it or see the movie? Uh, yeah, there we go. Weird happened yeah, there. Yeah, something's maybe too many users in the room. I will just demonstrate in a, with other room. Okay, as you can see, we have a failure because we, we couldn't send the, the, the media to the room. I will try it again, but uh, let's give it another, be too many users in the room, and, uh, I don't know. And then I will switch to other uh, demonstration. Just a second. Yeah, <laughs> we see the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is the video that we inject and the audio that we inject. Cause I know there's nothing wrong. It will be ended. Don't be afraid. Okay, now the test was completed and we can see the results. In the results, I can see all the information about the session from the eyes of the simulated user. So, for example, because we had many, many users. I can see many incoming audio sessions because as a user, the user received all the audio sessions of all the parties in the room. So you can see all the incoming audio. And of course, I have my audio, which would be the one outgoing audio. Yes, it will be the first one. Oh, sorry, it's here. Okay. I get all the information about number of packets, the jitter, round trip time, the name of the codec, etc. And same I have also about the video all the video sessions in the room. In addition, we have all the information in charts. So I can see all the users in the room with all the information, things like uh, audio bitrate, audio number of packets, packet loss. And for video, we have additional information, frame rate, average delay, okay? And I see all the users in the room. I can uh, play with the, with the chart and choose which user and debug the information. In addition, 
I can see, if you remember, I added a command to take a screenshot in the middle of So these are screenshots from the simulated user. Okay, how the room look like from the eyes of the simulated user. I can take, I will download in a second, multiple users. I can compare how the page look like from different views. Any, okay, any question about a singular user demo? I think that's ex extremely impressive, the, the results you have there. Uh, you, so if I'm reading that right, effectively, you can tell exactly what the network each user and, Correct, prob yes. and probably almost the, the performance of their own workstation as well. To uh, yes, and, uh, yeah, of course. Okay, now... Uh, so, I sorry, I, I have a yeah. quick question. How, how do you set up something, can you set up two simultaneously, so... Yeah, this is uh, what I want to show okay. now. I'll show that then, great. <laughs> uh, Hangout will not allow me to do it, so I use another service to, to demonstrate, okay? I will use a service called Viting, if you're familiar. As you can see, we can support any, any type of service. We have many services that are already configured in my system. I will uh, demonstrate a service called Viting. Okay, this is again a WebRTC pure web uh, solution. The configuration is very, very similar. Uh, the script here is a little bit more complicated because in the script I added some more commands. For example, in the script, I wish to message in the chat message room, for example. This is one thing that you can see here the command to add a chat message. In addition, the configuration here will be more complicated because I wish to demonstrate how we can load the system with multiple rooms and multiple users inside every room. So I will start a test. Let's take, for example, four concurrent users. And I will define the idea of room. Let me check that everything is okay. Okay. Now, in addition, because we are not part of the rooms, I will connect user VNC, provide ability to connect using VNC to the room in order to see how the simulated user is working. Okay, I will click on run. Now you can see in the manager that we have in, the, in our dashboard that we have four concurrent agents. I get a button for the VNC. Let's connect one of them. VNC. Oops, sorry. Okay, this is the machine from the eyes of the simulated uh, machine. As you can see, something, not me, is typing messages here, okay? And you can see that the nam names are different. Oh, I'm sorry, I think it's uh, all the users in the side, inside the same uh, specific room. I will demonstrate in a second the uh, different rooms. Okay, as you can see, uh, the right area of the machine, that we have four concurrent users in the session. Okay, and the test was stopped. Oh, uh, did you see the VNC? I'm not sure. Yep, we saw it. It was a little bit small, okay. but you know, getting close enough to the screen, I could see exactly what was going on. <laughs> Next time I will uh, increase the size. Okay, now we can see the test summary. We have multiple users, so we have something like the test summary. In the test summary, we have some averages, the information like uh, average bitrate, average packet loss, etc. And we have a table with all the sessions. Now we can click on any session in this list. For example, let's take this one. And I will get similar information to the similar information we just saw. So I have, again, the location of the agent, because you can use for different locations and compare the quality between different, the browser version we used, etc. And we have incoming and outgoing audio and video information before. And similarly, we have the charts. Okay, we have many, many users here.
actually quite good because all users receive the same uh, quality summary. Okay, I wish I will take your uh, any question or I wish to to demonstrate another test because this test was not configured with the multiple rooms. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Tim to come up with a good question here because I'm obviously lost. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm following along. I haven't um haven't got a good question yet, but I am I'm yeah. still still catching up with what's going on. Well, you you might Tim, you might be able to because we've been discussing this in IRC with some other people. Uh, you might be able to interject at least you know why this is pertinent. Uh, I think I kind of see it, but I'm not as uh, cognizant as you are of things like this. So this would so, be yeah, go. So I guess this is the, the this is the alternative to having um. A couple of interns put down in front of browsers, and every Tuesday morning you tell them to test the service and make sure that the, all of the calls. Yeah. Are I'm not and, sure and, because and, well, well, hang on, and and you know, you in order to get a group call of eight people into your service uh, with the new version of the browser that Chrome have released last week, um, you, you'd, you'd get a party together, you'd sit them round, and you'd make them try this out, um, and then they'd fill in a test report and they'd file it somewhere in a spreadsheet and you tick it off and then you do the same thing again next week. And this is a, a um, kind of mechanical Turk equivalent for that it, that does this in an organized and re totally repeatable way and you're not reliant on the on A, paying the interns and B, um, them not clicking things in the right order or not filling the, the paperwork incorrectly. So it's a, it's a structured way of testing your PC service. Does, does, does that answer any of your questions, Randy? Mm -hmm. By the way, I am sorry, but I'm not sure this is not the only the whole story. Because if you take even a to test your system, first of all, uh, you need to co to uh, combine all the information. For example, you wish to uh, to have one tester from US, one tester from the Asia, from Europe, all will uh, connect at the same second. Yeah, so, no, I, I I agree, which is why I started to mention the mechanical Turk, where you yeah. you might end up instead of having them in one room, you might yeah. end up outsourcing them. And, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you seriously that you you would want to do that. I'm just say, saying that's no, 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 no. the manual and way is, to to uh, achieve this and, and therefore. Yeah, but again, this is only one step from the testing because after you perform the test, you need to get the results. And today, there is no way to get the results in any uh, way. For the, now we just uh, take and uh, achieve and get the numbers. By the way, it is not there is no solution to collect the numbers from a web browser today. There is no uh, discoverability. Is so, not Yes, is, is this the sort of thing that you, you could, um, in a sort of slightly cut down version, use as a uh, to set off alarms if one particular part of your network appears to be having a problem or, or something? Yeah, I will, yeah. I will demonstrate it in a few seconds. But Tim, you're correct. You can use it as a mechanical Turk for that. Uh, you can use it also to check different geolocations. You can use it to simulate specific types where a network, let's say, an you want to check for a specific network characteristics. For example, I want some of these people to come and force re through turn servers. I want to force a given amount of bitrate on the client side. I want to force a specific amount of packet loss. Goes beyond just saying, "Well, that's the use case. Let's fire it up and run it." Right. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I was trying to start off with the bit that to get Randy on the right path, rather than <laughs> yes, I understand. Dis dis describe all of the possibilities, um, which I don't even know yet, but I'm getting there. 
Yeah, yes. we're, we're watching this with interest. Uh, I just want to interject that Luke makes a comment that's interesting. And I'm, in a, I'm going to uh, condense it down to a question regarding Chrome versions. Because Chrome versions, let's face it, you know, we've all through uh, various changes of Chrome. Chrome changes. How, is, how does this follow the various versions of Chrome? Essentially, the following happens. If you are building something with WebRTC, so if you're not serious about it, you test whatever version you have on your laptop at that time. Once you get hit once or twice, what you'll start doing is you'll go, you're going to start testing at least three versions, which is the current version that's out in the market, the previous versions, which because some haven't upgraded it yet, and then the upcoming version, which usually be the beta version that Google has already made available, but hasn't officially released to everyone. Okay, so a lot of the people that develop things with WebRTC test it on the beta version, catch things earlier, and either report it back to Google or modify their service to work on that version, because you can never know when that will be released to the market. Okay, so you need to have all three of that. And that's another thing that we can handle. We can say, well, you know what? Let's, set all, let's test all of these three versions and see what the results are. How, this is a specific question. So Chrome, uh, as it updates itself transparently pretty much, um, how much lag is there between people using the preceding version and the current version? Because you actually don't have much choice. You're basically on the current version as soon as, I'm trying to remember, the question of uh, do you want to update on Chrome? Uh, you, can I, switch it, you can switch it off for you enterprises, off. Okay. for example. All right. So I think most... doing that. Okay. And well, you know, I have my laptop open at all times. I don't reboot it for months, at, you know, for long terms of time. For me, Chrome is part of the operating system now, so I don't close and reopen it. It takes me time to see the, uh, you know, the Sandwich icon with Chrome today turn to green because it wants to upgrade. So I can be for two or three days running the older version and not the latest one that has already been done me. Okay, so so Chrome, and I really actually didn't know this. I don't pay too, too much attention to it. I, like you, I have uh, often have Chrome open for many days. But uh, what you're saying, Chrome exits, it doesn't. It's when it reboots that it's going to update, I guess, when it uh, re-executes. Yes. Um, and the second qu part of that same question is, are you talking about then the version as the next beta, or how does that work? I mean, I think I know, but maybe a lot of other people are wondering that too. What yes, is the next you, version? You Yes, you can decide to install, instead of the official version of Chrome, the GA one, you can install the beta one, okay, and have that run as your. Okay, so this is interesting because I, I have Canary, and a lot of people do, uh, and I choose to run that or Chrome depending on uh, what's going on. So you, with those three examples you gave, you're covering the three eventualities that, are, that cover probably 90% of the cases. Yes, we can cover more. I mean, you can go and choose by itself, other versions, specific versions for older ones if you want to go there. In, in okay. your test. Interesting. Yeah, yes. Okay. Here. Look on the screen of Amit uh, in okay. the screen share. Let me put that up to, for people to make sure that they can see that. Although, is it right on the screen here that we're looking? Yes. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. But what most will be interested with would be these three versions. The beta one, the latest one, and the previous version. Yeah. I, I Personally, I think that covers it pretty well. So it starts off as a basic service of, well, you know what, let's simulate the user going into your service. 
that's what we do. And we take that and we take all the metrics for that and can visualize it and show you reports of that. Then you say, well, what happens if you want to scale it? You want multiple, you can have multiple users. They can go into a, the same session, like the fact that all of us are now in a single hangout session, or you can decide, I want to fire up a thousand and each one goes into a different type of a call. And if that's a contact center, I can now check that the contact center actually can work in capacity and also validate why I have more incoming calls than available agents. Okay, so I can take the same kind of a concept, the same kind of a testing tool, and test it to scale. I can then say, okay, let's switch the browsers and the versions of the browsers, or let's play with the locations of where these people are going to come from into my service, or what their network conditions are. Dan Jenkins asked a question in IRC, which is, can you choose OS? No, but that's in our roadmap. It's in the roadmap. <laughs> Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Okay, sure. So just a demonstration, demonstration. We support monitoring capabilities, so we sign out after lots of time. Now I will define a monitor. The idea of monitor is that I define, I take one of the already defined test cases, a frequency of the test, for example, every five minutes. I define the location, for example, for the agent that will perform the test. I can define few agents and come between them. I define in what cases an alarm should be triggered, and I can start the monitoring service. Okay, so right now we have a monitor on our Hangout session without any audio, so we get the focus, I hope. And every five minutes you will see something and I will get the results of the Hangout session. Okay, and I now can go home and the service is working properly, and if something goes wrong, I will get a notification about it. And of course, I can get arrive tomorrow or next week and the results from previous run, for example. What was wrong? What was the problem? If it is related to a specific version or a specific location or time of day, etc. Okay. So how is uh, how is this done? Is this are we receiving email notifications or do we go check? on the testing, oh. or how does that work? Regarding the regular and proper results, you will get uh, here in our monitoring run history. Regarding alarms, you can define the alarm, uh, for example, how you wish to get email, SMS, or API. For example, if you have a system like New Relic or any other system, we can send you through an API an alarm to your alarm. alarm. It can be integrated. Okay. Specifically, in the case of say, if you were doing a five-minute alarm, five-minute um, monitoring, you wouldn't want every five minutes saying, "Oh, everything's okay." So that's no, no. That the was, email will be triggered only if there is an alarm. Right. That was that was the basis of the question. Okay. So you you get an alarm if if there's a person that you have uh, yeah, that you specified. Hey, did yeah, you show the the filter for different conditions, or do, can we talk about yeah, it? Yeah, it is here. No, it is here. Okay. Second. To, my, to lose my Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, again. for, for the <laughs> it's okay. These things happen. Okay. Well, while we're uh, talking about yeah. this, any other questions? I see, uh, has some good questions from Dan and a couple other people. Uh, anything else that anyone has to say or questions? We're coming up on uh, forty. So, uh, so, so the thing nobody's talked about, but. 
hopefully uh, we'll get to maybe after the demos is is what are the what are we you know how, how am I going to pay for this? Is We're it? definitely definitely going to get there. I'm With sure. In, 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 Bitcoin. In, 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 how many how many Bitcoin is what we want to know. <laughs> So we're now, you know, we're playing, playing around with the prices a bit to see what works and what catches people in terms of what they need to see. Uh, the business model is, uh, the business model for the monitoring part is rather easy. It's subscription based. So you pay monthly and you can drill and set up your own monitor for that. Uh, for the testing part, it's a mixture of a subscription where you get the ability for a given amount of concurrency, so 10 clients that can work in parallel at all times. And then if you need more than that at a specific point in time, you can pay for that as you go on an hourly basis as well. James mentioned uh, the idea of freemium, which is a pretty good idea, uh, or trial. Uh, are one or the other of those ideas being thought about? Freemium? Freemium, no, and trials, yes. We do have trials. Trial have several would be companies. Some, egg, some arbitrary period of time. Check it out and see if yes. it's... Exactly. So, so, I, so freemium would be too expensive to define some limited uh, set of conditions that you could look at that would be free. Yes. That, that's, I mean, obviously, this is your thinking for the moment. Okay. I think well, the, the other aspect is that there's probably um, commitment in terms of building your test cases and thinking about how you want the testing done. So yes. that probably puts a burden on both sides. Both the cells have got a, there's a significant, you know, what's the word, onboarding cost. So we've, we've said, we've, yes, uh, that's one of the things. What we've seen in the past, the first couple of customers that we went through were, well, were, they were very interested. They looked at it, they saw the demo, we opened an account for them, and then they never logged in. And the reasoning behind that, the way we feel and see it, is that um, it just wasn't in the right point in time in their life cycle. That was when we only had testing. To actually have you know, a need to test for RTC at this point in time in order to invest the time and effort to build the test and the scripts for that. So what we've done is first try to um, attract the customers that need it now. And the second thing, with the initial customers, we're onboarding them and we'll, we'll help the initial tests. So the first use case that you want to run is something that we will write with you and for you. And we have the monitor system in place so you can actually come invest the hour or so to build the monitor and you're up and running so so my feeling is that the place where the the place you haven't maybe mentioned you probably thought of that, is um is tying into continue integration continuous integration service so yes. that when um you know when your web developers push a planning to push for you know friday or whatever um this would run through all of the, the tests. And that's a classic use of Selenium, but it's adding in the WebRTC aspect. So I think, I mean, exactly. for me, I think that's probably more, I mean, that's because I'm a developer, I suppose, but that's more desirable even than the monitoring, probably. Yeah, so it would mean adding a simple API that allows to fire the system that we have and then to collect the reports or the analysis of them back to your continuous integration, okay? We have that in place in terms of roadmap, and we haven't implemented it yet because no specific customer needed it now. Okay. Most actually were more enjoying part than on the continuous integration part. Uh, okay, I'm surprised, but you know, the people with money and me aren't necessarily going to think the same way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I hope you can see my screen. If you can see the bottom of the page, the alarm if uh, if the alarm configuration. 
Okay, we and we do see that, yeah. Okay, now, a question that wasn't asked so far was what happens with mobile? Yes, what happens with mobile? <laughs> oh, very good question. So, <laughs> the problem with mobile is it's never a browser or almost never a browser, and many would like to see this run inside an app. Uh, so what we plan to offer there is SDK that gets integrated into your own application. And when your testers run it, it will still collect all that information and metrics and log that in our system. So you end up having all of this visibility when testing on mobile using either real people or your automation for mobile testing on your end. So the other, the other question I got, it's probably not too serious, but but I'm assuming you're running this on EC2 or something like. That. Is there a um, is there a systemic failure mode where you'll see? I mean, have you has has this happened that you see that because the customer's running on the same cloud service that you're running on, you get a result that isn't in some ways distorted by the fact that you're both running on the same region in EC2 or I don't know something like that. We're we're too new for that. Okay. So we haven't seen any customers having that problem yet. Uh, what I can say is that we run on two separate cloud providers, so that's you know you can switch between them in terms of what you uh, want. There are cool. different locations as well, and there is also a possibility of doing this on-premise. Because the technology for this is Docker's, so every simulated endpoint that we run is a, is a Docker on its own. Okay. So you can install Docker's on-premise as well and run them from there. So that should solve some of these problems, at least. James? Yes. <laughs> He's breathing hard, so you must have something to say. No, no, no. I, I, I'm in here. I've set up an account going through it and, uh, and studying it. Okay. Which is uh, what it's all about. I've lost your vi we've lost your video, James, for some reason. Live monitoring of something in my end. Um, you know how much I love doing dangerous demonstrations. Far too, uh, far too safe, I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't know. I think think injecting um, injecting a video into every five minutes. Five minutes up. Shouldn't we have had a another visit from the the the, um, the dragon slayer or whatever she is? <laughs> yeah, I guess you should have. But every screen, I don't want to move to the other screen to check it. <laughs> Meantime, we're coming up to close to the end of our typical one hour, not that we are limited to that, but I did type into listening to us uh, anywhere on uh, ZipDX or on uh, VUC.audio or the MP3 stream. If you have a question, put it into, well, I'm actually, we're, I'm watching Twitter and I haven't seen anything. Twitter at v VoIP users, Twitter at VoIP users, or on the uh, IRC channel, hash tag, hash sign, pound, VUC, however you say that these days, internationally. Uh, any other way that you can, a way to uh, ping us with a question or comment, they would be welcome. And by the way, James and I put this on the screen here. James uh, was kind enough to inject that you can look at some documentation at testrtc.readme.test.rtc. Yes, they don't include at the moment the latest things that we've had uh, pushed into uh, our service. So that will show something like a margin. Of course, of course. Yeah. Nothing is ever up to date on the interwebs. 
but there it is. Anyway, uh, the fact is that this is a community and you have um, a very simple possibility of, of contacting Sagi or, or, the, or Amit from uh, Test RTC. But I think there's a contact link there, and I'm sure it's more than easy to initiate an email contact with them because my headset just dropped off, but uh, I'll be back in a second. There we go. So I know that that's possible. Back in old there we go. All right, we had a little problem. Technical. Uh, so if you do have questions or comments and you're too late and you, or you can't get on Twitter or you can't get on whatever, uh, you can always contact these folks. While I'm at it, Sagi, I appreciate your uh, participation in our community. We, uh, we like your posts, we like your blog, and there's no problem with that. So I have you on the IP Communications of VoIP community and the VUC. We're always happy to see you. Happy to be here. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Any questions, comments? Oh, let me see. Jungle Booty. Uh, more ad hoc tech. So, Dan Jenkins. More ad hoc testing than monitoring. I like them, Dan, but still, there's a we need for both. the. <laughs> there's a need for the. So yeah, they have both. Early days, so it's really great to see what will come. Um, ad hoc. It's currently only scheduled tests. Maybe I missed that, but. There's, uh, I'm not sure what that means. It's, there are ad hoc tests, are there not? Yes, yes, there are. Well, there are ad hoc simply because you decide when to run the test. Yeah, you if to, you run it now, it's ad hoc, right? Yes, you need to run the, the test. You need to design, define the test beforehand. Right. You need to write the script for that. But how and when you run it, it's you know, it's your decision to make. Right. It can be automatic and it can. I mean, it's ad, it's ad hoc if it's run right now. As far as I'm, I, maybe I'm missing something there, but to me, that's what that's what that would mean. Run this test ad hoc. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> anything else? I'm watching IRC. I'm watching Twitter. I don't see anything on Twitter. Well, very quick question for me. Yeah. What stage do I get asked for payment? Because I've signed up and I'm in here finding uh-huh. tests. What what stage do I get asked to put my credit card in? Well, I know where you live, so that's going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to want to take much uh, for, uh, for you, Sahi. It's, it's still working out what you can afford, James. <laughs> You're right. It's doing the credit check first. Maybe it's you. Know, uh, at the beginning, it will be free. You can uh, play with no problem. Uh, Believe me, we'll contact you in, in a month. Uh, free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's again contact the fo- these folks if you're if you're interested in this contact them I'm sure you work out a thing where you can test it check it out see if it's gonna, what you're trying to do and then the deals will be worked out uh, after that yeah I guess that's still early days for the business model isn't it it is it's 555 or 550 oh it's 550 okay it's uh, five according to mine. No, this is five VUC five fifty. Oh, it is it is indeed five fifty nine. It's five fifty nine. In we the UK. Out. In the UK. <laughs> so the next uh, the the next nine U VUCs we should uh, we should celebrate the, the, the anniversary minute. <laughs> it's like, you know, um, five fifty eight or whatever. Anyway, sorry, stupid idea. Um do go on. No, that sounds like a great idea. Stand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Let's, uh, because we, I'm itching to go to the mature audiences only version of this hangout. So yes, I think. what we need to do is make sure that we've covered all the bases. Again, testrtc.com will get you in contact with these folks. And I try sure, uh, as uh, James mentioned, testrtc.readme.io will get you a month behind <laughs> documentation, which uh, Sagi will immediately update after this session. Yes. Anybody else, questions, comments, anything before we move to our covered mature audiences only VUC session? Good James, James takes his glasses off for this. It's, that's the idea of how... <laughs> I'm ready for the mature order. Okay, good. Put those horns on, James. All right, I think we should close this up then, unless anybody else has any. Last minute, going twice, going three times. Okay. Well, thanks okay. uh, to both of you for joining us and for giving the demo. Again, uh, testrtc.com. Sagi's blog at bloggeek.me. You will never lose by joining that mailing list. I, I look at it every James, what were you saying? It's a riveting read. And it is. Every time you read that, you will learn something new. Yep. Most. There's a lot of things. All right. Well, well, let's move to our and a very, very popular mature audiences only session then. Let me make okay. sure the fader is up. Thank you, Sagi. Bye Thank bye. you, Amit. It was fun. Always great to have you. Please join anytime. Here we go. Sure. Hey, that was the bleeding edge of the applications and VoIP community. We're at VUC.me on the web. Thanks to Simwood.com, who can turn you as a developer into a telco. Our host at PBX is provided by OnSIP.com. The site at VUC.me is on Bluehost. We use ZipDX.com for our wideband, full-featured conference bridge. And our lowlands are from Voxbone.com. Every Friday, 12 noon Eastern Time, see you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.